wanted to be a good American. I wanted to serve my country. I couldn't wait to fight my first war. We can, we can. This is Sean, and I'm going to introduce this week's uh, movie date night podcast episode. Our episode is going to be on the 1989 Oliver Stone-directed Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, obviously, we're doing this for Fourth of July. Uh, Dawn was Dawn picked this movie, and I'm really glad yeah. she did because I have not seen. I'm sorry, sweetie. You want to no. introduce yourself? No, they know who I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, they, um, I was very happy that she did this because I, for, for whatever reason, I've completely forgotten about Born on the Fourth of July. I haven't seen it in at least 20 years. Uh, so it was a very good movie to uh, revisit. Well, I wanted to uh, watch it because it's one of the few Tom Cruise movies that actually enjoyed watching them in. You're not a Tom Cruise fan, are no. you? No. Yeah, in fact, you're you're definitely not a Tom Cruise fan. No, no. Um, I think there are three good performances he's given. He has given a good performance in this. In Magnolia, I thought he was just 
kind of devastating in that. And then uh, Edge of Tomorrow with uh, Emily Blunt. Very good in that. And you need to see that movie. Um, I think he's good in, in that because he kind of mocks his own uh, egotistical self in that. So I kind of like that. Uh, but this this was in '89, and he was he was coming off of Rain Man and <clears throat> Cocktail, which uh, this is a great choice after Cocktail. So he I have get, never seen that. You never seen Cocktail? No. Well, you're missing nothing. <laughs> um, maybe if we anyway anyway, uh, he he was coming off Cocktail, I believe, and um, Oliver Stone. I don't believe he was Oliver Stone's first choice, but this is his best performance. He uh, portrays Ron Kovac, the uh, disabled Vietnam veteran who was very uh, rah-rah pro-military until he was came back. He went to Vietnam and he came back from Vietnam paralyzed and was an advocate, big anti-war advocate. He also wrote the book, Born on the Fourth of July, which I have actually read. And it's pretty close to the film from what I remember. Um... What are your thoughts? Any thoughts right off the top? I, I liked it. I liked um, the fact, I think I've told you this before, um, the way it was filmed, the, where, when they were in Vietnam, where right. other movies, the color was, would usually be um, blue and green and make that like humid, wet feeling, where this was completely different. It was very orange toned made you feel like it was very dry um while you're in the vietnam scenes and then other scenes they had a different hue and didn't you mention something to me about the colors oh well i was getting this off imdb trivia uh stone wanted to shoot parts of the film in red white and blue sequences Red, white, and blue. I'm assuming the beginning before Vietnam is a color, during Vietnam is a color, and after. I can't figure... I know during Vietnam would be a red. I I don't really know. Um, What I got from that was, uh, you know, it's... it's, it's, He's mostly remembered for Platoon. Uh, Platoon, the Vietnam stuff, which it's all in Vietnam. Very green, obviously. And most... Vietnam movies, it's very green. Uh, we just watched Casualties of War a week ago, and very green. Um, so obviously, yeah, I never noticed that. It looks like they're in the desert. Um, I believe this is before the first Iraq conflict. Maybe this is a comment on Iraq, but I, I, I think it was filmed before uh, the first conflict in Iraq. Um, so I don't think they're making a state. I don't think Stone's making some kind of statement on that. Um, but they're very uh, chaotic. The, the the battle sequences are very chaotic. Um, the beginning, we see Ron Kovac as a child uh, playing war, pretend war with his friends. It's heavy-handed. The entire movie's heavy-handed, but it works because it's you, you can feel the genuine sympathy toward its subject. Um, the cast. You want to talk about the cast or? Sure. Okay. What I really enjoyed about this and watching movies I haven't seen in a long time is how many great actors show up in this movie. It's 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 a who's who. Everyone from this movie just about went on to do other things and had long careers. Um, yeah. First and foremost, the great Frank Whaley as somebody else mm-hmm. who came back from Vietnam. 
he gets a great monologue. Most of the most of the cast gets at least one great yeah. scene to show off. Uh, the actor Jerry Levine, who um, many will remember from Teen Wolf, uh, he basically plays the same character he plays in Teen Wolf. He's a guy that did not go to Vietnam, and he ends up, uh, I guess, at least a temporary success um, running this fast food place, and that kind of shows the dynamic yeah. of people who. I mean, all different opinions and all different uh, uh, things, consequences from the war. He, uh, Jerry Levine, is a guy that didn't want to go to Vietnam from the beginning, and you know would not fall for the indoctrination. And uh, yeah, he seems to be doing pretty well. Um, I, I I took it as a. Well, go ahead. We're still talking about cast. Oh, well, so um, uh, Holly Marie Combs is in this. A rather young Holly Marie Combs as a rather young-looking girl in a bar that uh, Cruz hits on. She looks like she's 12. She was about 16 or 17, but uh, in the late 60s. This takes place in the late (laughs) 60s, so not uncommon for that uh, to be... Someone that age to be seen in a bar. Uh, Vivica Fox is in the film, which I didn't know till the closing credits. Yeah. Vivica Fox is in the film. I think she's listed as prostitute or hooker. 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 She's listed as hooker. Not, <laughs> um, many Oliver Stone's have, movies have hooker <laughs> as a credit. Um, but she is hooker, and she had to be the hooker in the, the VA hospital. Had to be. And um, I... I you know, please let's go ahead with the cast. I got I got uh, thoughts on other things. Oh, okay. Well, okay. While we're going on the cast, and this this I had no idea. Well, first of all, I mentioned Frank Whaley, the great Frank Whaley. He was really good in it. Frank Whaley shows real range because you consider around this time he was also in the star of Career Career Opportunities, completely different role. Uh, so he really shows his range. Um, Stone also used him in The Doors a few years later. Uh, anyway, back to the uh, supporting players. You get a great scene from Tom Berenger as a Marine who comes to the high school to try to indoctrinate. You know, he sells the hype of the war and, and fantastic just in one scene. Willem Dafoe, who yeah. steals. He, he was playing William Dafoe. He. Now he, <laughs> now he. You can't. I mean, you gotta love Dafoe and anything he does. He doesn't show up until about an hour and a half into the movie, but his scenes with Cruz are just, I mean, they're funny in a very dark way. Uh, The great Tom Sizemore, um, and yes, I said the great Tom Sizemore, has a very small part in this. It was one of his first films, and I would like to do an entire show on on Tom Sizemore just to track the fall of this great career. It was the beginning of Tom, anyway... It was the beginning of uh, Tom Sizemore's uh, fantastic run in the nineties. He, he did crazy well. Oh yeah, he did. He, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, Tom Sizemore. Um, also, uh, the two actors that play Ron Kovac's parents, Raymond J. Barry and Caroline Cave, I believe is the mother's name. They both appeared in Year of the Dragon, the Mickey Rourke. Uh, somewhat racist uh, Chinatown crime film. They appeared in Year of the Dragon. Raymond J. Berry played a Vietnam vet in that, which is kind of weird. And that's interesting because Oliver Stone scripted Year of the Dragon. Um, also, the supporting cast players, I think I mentioned everyone. We mentioned Holly Marie Combs. Oh, 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 oh. This, this, this kind of, I found this very funny. There are three Baldwin brothers in this film. <laughs> 
Stephen Baldwin, who I think gets a line or two. He's one of Kovac's friends who, who go to Vietnam. Um, Daniel Baldwin shows up. Now, Daniel Baldwin, which really blew me away. I thought, yeah. they got Daniel? They didn't get Alec? Uh, William Baldwin was one of the guys in Vietnam, right? I think he gets like... I think so. He's just kind of seen in the background. Daniel's at the end at yeah. the RNC convention. <laughs> he kind of pops in there at the end. I, 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 I never knew that, that, that there were... You know, this was part of the late '80s Baldwin takeover of they Hollywood. They were sinking in their tentacles. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were getting in it. Um, I uh, think that oh, John C. McGinley from Platoon has a very small part. A lot of um, Stone regulars. Uh, Stone did use Alec Baldwin in talk radio, uh, so maybe that maybe that's why the other Baldwins. Maybe he talked the other brothers to be in the next film. I don't know. <clears throat> but that's enough with the. Uh, that, that's enough with the cast. Um, one complaint, and you know I'm going to have a complaint, because I'll find a complaint and everything, and why I'm not giving this an absolute perfect 10. Most of the selections on the soundtrack are way too obvious. Why? I know I'm being picky, but they, they pick the most... You know, let's just pick the... I know these were songs that were very popular at the time, and I understand that, and I, I'm being too picky... But most of the songs are just... They're, yeah. they're too cliched. As far as the cast goes, um, in, in just my opinion, I feel like the supporting cast, their performance is kind of overshadowed Tom Cruise's cast uh, character. Well, yeah, and, that, and that, his performance. I'm sure that's by choice. Um, well, it's... Everyone's affected by him, the Vietnam War, and his his uh, trauma coming home and not looking like the hero that they were sold a bill, you know, they thought would be. Well, what I'm saying is, is the act, as far as the acting. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but I'm always willing to give somebody or, you know, take every performance as it comes. And, uh, although I think Tom Cruise did a, a good job, I don't think his performance was as good as as some of the other cast members. He, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that, but he basically is in every scene. I mean, yeah, he, well, he, he has the whole movie. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I don't think the performance would, is not as good as it could have been. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I, I think, given where he was in his career at the time, I think it was... A very wise choice for him to take that part. Like I said, he was coming off a very light film. He had done Rain Man. He, he had the respect of the industry, but he hadn't really shown uh, his dramatic bona fides, if you will. Uh, I mean, in Rain Man, he basically just plays a cocky a hole. Um, no. So this this there was there are the times. Yes. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. That was it. There are times where you know. Where it's like he kind of his performance kind of got um I lost my train of thought. There um <clears throat> well I mentioned the soundtrack and there was one song there was one song I liked on the soundtrack when uh, they're in the VA hospital. And um, it's a very cheery song. Um, that selection was good, but other than that, I thought the soundtrack was just very cliched. Uh, there is there 
are a few similarities with Casualties of War, as in Ron Kovac uh, accidentally murdered someone, another soldier, in a friendly fire incident, and then there's a cover-up. Uh, John Getz, the actor from The Fly, plays the lieutenant who uh, basically tells Tom Cruise's character, uh, you, you didn't see anything, you didn't kill anyone. And that kind of weighs on his mind other than everything else when he comes back. Um, and I am, my apologies to anyone who knows this, I don't know if that really happened or not. Um, well, if it didn't, like I said, if it didn't, it was, um, I think it was, if it didn't really happen, it was added on because those kinds of things did happen and per perhaps it was just shedding light on different things that actually did occur. All right, well... Yeah, that, that 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 yeah, but I I like I said I don't I don't know it. I I I have a theory that it, it was not. I don't think it happened, and the reason being the scene where he goes to apologize to the family, which another actor who had a long career, Lily Taylor, uh, also plays the uh, deceased man's uh, wife. Um, that that scene just does not play natural like the other scenes you know it's almost like it's like a soap opera scene um and it's kind of wrapped up real quick you know the the, the parents forgive mm -hmm. him i mean yeah it does it doesn't it doesn't really mess with the rest of the movie where all the other sequences seem very genuine uh they play out for a while like you have uh, going back to frank whaley his little monologue that's fantastic that scene that scene takes its time uh the scene uh, with the parents of the deceased uh, man that he killed, it, it, it just seems rushed. It doesn't seem obvious. So okay, that's flaw. And I said the soundtrack's a bit of a flaw. <laughs> um, I like the way getting back to Cruz's Cruz's performance. I like the way that he's such an optimist at the beginning, and he's an yeah. optimist in Vietnam. And he's even an optimist when he's at that horrendous VA hospital. Yeah, that VA hospital. But this was horrible. This was the first film. I, I mean, I had any idea that's what uh, the military um, or the veterans go through. Uh, I'm sh I, I can't speak. I'm not a veteran. I was never in the military. I I can only guess. It's probably slightly better now, but the the VA hospitals they may. But I doubt if they're much better. Um, the mention of the budgets being cut, how you know he had to stand there longer, but he he remains an optimist until he gets home and realizes that he's he's just not the hero or he's not that shiny right. hero that he thought he would be. I think that's brilliant how how Cruz plays that. I think that. the rose-colored glasses come off at exactly. that point. Exactly. Um, this also was the first film I I ever saw uh, that showed the kind of the contentment African American. African Americans had for the military and especially the Vietnam War. I mean, there's that scene yeah. where uh, what, what it was one of the characters in the VA hospital, right? Yeah. <clears throat> who who t tells Cruz that you know people people just don't care, and especially um, African American people by and large didn't care about the war because there were far bigger issues of inequality going on in America at the time. 
Uh, th this movie opened me up to that at a rather young age. Uh, this was also a wave of late 80s serious Vietnam films. I mentioned Casualties of War. Uh, there was this film. Th th these all came after Platoon, so you could argue that these films were trying to cash in on the success of, success of Platoon. Uh, Hamburger Hill, of course, Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. Uh, you could argue they were they were you know trying to get some of that platoon money if you will, but I also think they were an answer to the early and mid '80s fantasy Vietnam films, uh, like Rambo, Missing in Action. Uh, there were a number of POW, The Escape with David Carradine. No one's ever mentioned that film on a podcast ever. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but these 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 Vietnam fantasy films. Uh, where the you know the solo tough guy gets to you know shoot a bunch of Viet, Viet Cong and you know we win this time you know uh, th this was an answer to that this this put it at the end of the 80s you got a bunch of films uh, Casualties of War I believe was released about four months before this and then um, Full Metal Jacket a year before that Hamburger Hill came out around about a year before that. You know, they, they, they were really showing you... Oh, oh, there's a great movie called 84 Charlie Mopek, which is a found footage film about Vietnam. Um, now, another one, very uh, devastating. I totally forgot about that. Um, but this was a string of answers to uh, what really happened in Vietnam. And all wars. I mean, it's relevant. You could, you could take all this stuff and just, you know, transport it to the war in Iraq. Um the devastation and the chaos and all the hype. I mean, I go back to the scene with Tom Berenger when he's, you know, talking these high school kids into going to Vietnam. That actually happened. I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, they're just selling it like they're, you know, they're, they're trying to sell you a gym membership or something. Um, great film. Can't give it a 10. <laughs> uh, just... For the reasons I said, oh my gosh, we did not even mention, we did not even mention in the cast, Kira Sedgwick. Oh yeah. We totally forgot about her. Yeah, like her, her character bothered me. Really? Okay, why? I don't know, maybe was it her performance, or I, I don't know, there's something about it that just kind of, just kind of grated on me. Really? Interesting. Uh, I thought she was fine. I didn't think she was great, but she was fine. I don't think she was given much to work with. Oliver Stone film. I don't think she was given much much to work with. And a lot of the stuff with her, and she plays Kovacs' girlfriend in high school. Um, the scene with the prom, where he goes to the prom with the rain, you know, rain dripping on them, and he interrupts the prom. I That seems a bit... I don't know if that happened. A little and, embellished. Yeah, and apologies if it did. Uh, but yeah, she she doesn't give much to do. I didn't think she was terrible in it. Um, she, she just, you know, wasn't really much of a character. Maybe that's, you know, not necessary. Um, now, I, I felt that the film overall, it was kind of the storyline was like, he was so optimistic, and then things were lifted. Like I said earlier, the rose her glasses were lifted and it was like a, a coming out like a redemption like he overcame he overcame all these things to become 
something more. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that this was one of the only movies that I have seen, war movies, that they actually um, kind of represented what happened when they got home as far as conditions of the VA hospital right. and him coming home and him being kind of like... Um, uh, like, hey, look at me, type, and then people looking at him like a freak or a curiosity. Good point. Good point. Yeah, there's the scene where he gets out of the car, uh, which is probably the sad or the most touching scene in the movie. I thought I thought it was just. Um, I thought he was put on display. The character was put on display like a, like he was a um, curiosity. The way all the neighbors came out and was like, like they just want to take a, a look. Right, right, right. Well, they they would, you know, they've been sold a bill of goods as well. They they've you know been conned that you know everyone's going to be uh, victorious and everything's going to be great and they're going to come home like heroes. <clears throat> also, the scene in the bar, you have those two guys shooting pool that were from a where they or one of them was in another war. Tom Cruise goes to a bar. He's drunk. He's um, there with his buddy, the Frank Whaley character. Uh, they're shooting pool, and Tom Cruise just kind of has a breakdown. And there's an older vet. Don't know which war he was in. I apologize, but there was an older vet just telling him to suck it up. That's the way it goes. Yeah. So th that kind of blunt, uh, blunt honesty from another American. I, I thought that was very telling as well. Um, he was not. He was not uh, sympathized with by by everyone. And I like the fact that it didn't sugarcoat the fact that there were people. Who basically these these men who came back from the Vietnam War um, were not looked on very well. They were spit on. They were um, yelled at, and a lot of them, you know, some volunteered, but a lot of them were drafted. And it, it's kind of telling that you know what they had to go through when they came back. Right. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah. And also, it didn't, um, us watching it on the 4th of July, you know, fireworks going and everything else, and in the beginning of the film, the actual, um, person who was, what, what was his last Ron name? Ron Kovac. Thank yeah. you. I'm horrible with names. Um, was in the scene, in the parade scene in the beginning, and when they were shooting fireworks, you can see that he himself was actually flinching and I was thinking well is that something he did for the movie is that just instinctive because maybe he had, he had post-traumatic stress that's a good that's a good point um Stone may have done that you know he yeah. could yeah, yeah yeah Stone may have put a real firecracker or something like that you never know yeah and so you know it kind of brings to light the not only physical but the mental effects that that these people bring home after being in war. Right. Well, there's... Yeah, because most of the war movies from that era, the other ones I mentioned, uh, the serious ones, they don't show the, the coming back, you know, or the devastation of the coming coming home from Vietnam, or any war for that matter. There's a film from the 70s, I believe it's called Coming Home, <clears throat> and I believe that was the first film. Uh, John, Voight, John Voight and Jane Fonda, I believe. I have not seen it. Um, but uh, this 
this was the first film that I saw that dealt with that. Um, so absolutely right. So anyway, I, I give it a 9 out of 10. It doesn't get a 10 because some of the scenes uh, seem a bit uh, embellished and I didn't like some of the songs on the soundtrack. They were too obvious. And I'm being nitpicky, I know, but it has to be absolutely perfect to get a 10. I'm going to give an 8.5. Oh, okay. Why? Why not a nine? Why? Why? why, why keep... Well, because I didn't like Tom Cruise. I think his performance could have been better. And I'm not just hating on Tom Cruise for being Tom Cruise. I I think there were some powerful moments, but all in all, I think I didn't feel the performance from him. Okay. Um. And I, you know, when I think when the supporting cast kind of overshadows your performance, it, you know, I don't think it's a, I think they're there to help enhance the, the char the main character. And I felt like this, the supporting characters are kind of overshadowing. Okay, fair enough. Um... That's it. Like I said, 9 out of 10. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Uh, wherever you, I don't know if it's streaming. It or is whatever. good. It is good. Yeah, it's a very important... Um, as far as Vietnam War films go, uh, top 10, definitely. I don't know if they're in the top 5, but top 10. Uh, thanks for picking it out because I hadn't seen it in... I have not seen it in years. Oliver Stone, come on, hasn't really made anything good in the last 20 years uh, or anything near you know, the level of this. Um, of course, I haven't seen Alexander yet. I'm sure it's just hilarious. Um, but anyway, it was nice to go back to a time and remember what an important filmmaker Oliver Stone was. Um, and it was nice to revisit it. And I liked the cast. I, I really enjoyed all that cast. Even mm -hmm. all the bald ones. So, <laughs> because <laughs> they're not in much of it. Um, <clears throat> that's it. Nine out of ten. All right. All right. Thank you very much. You guys uh, enjoy your post fourth week, and we will talk to you next. You, uh, who's picking next week? Is it you? I am good. Okay. Well, I don't know what I'm going to pick, but if you can advertise it as soon as you can, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll do something lighter next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.